exciting episode of the Good Brothers Podcast. Good Brothers Wrestling Podcast, Good Brothers WandaVision Podcast, Good Brothers uh, College Basketball Analysis Podcast. I'm not sure what it's going to be any week, but uh, uh, at least every week I know my podcast co-host is the one, the only, the master of disaster, the Count of Monte Fisto. Peach and music. Come on in, buddy. What an, in- what an intro. Uh, maybe you should uh, do this every week. Just want to try, you know, try to uh, work on my chops a little bit here. See where it takes me, you know. I'm starting a new job at work in the near future. Um, might have to do some public speaking. So what better way to work on my public speaking skills than talking about something I actually like, like WWE Fastlane. Yeah, so this should be an interesting experiment. Usually, I run the show, keep it pretty straight, straight on it, on the uh, straight and narrow there as the uh, host, with you kind of throwing the charisma at me. So now I feel a lot of pressure here uh, to deliver. That's all right. Just just let your real personality show through. Oh, that's not um, a good idea, Pete. I want to start this week off uh, by talking about the show Wandavision, and um, I'd like to get your thoughts on the show. Maybe a, uh, an overall score. We can do it on a. Uh, I don't know. We could work on our on our rating scale here, um, but give me your initial thoughts to the the overall season as a whole, and uh, and maybe you could throw a, a couple ideas at me for for scores. How about Ship there. of Theseus? Is it Theseus's or Thesei? You think? I, I'm guessing it's Thesei. All right. So one to five ships of Thesei. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. One to five ships of PCI. Give me a score for the, the season, the only season, apparently, that we will see of WandaVision. So obviously this is different, right? So everything else has been a movie in the MCU. Um, so this is their first uh, experiment in the TV land. Um, I, I give it a... I'm between three, five, and four. I'm going to lean more towards four. Um, I thought it was an enjoyable thing to look forward to each week. Um, we haven't had any new Marvel content in a very long time. Uh, I thought it was fun, the, the early episodes with the different sitcoms as you went go decade to decade. Obviously, the the first few kind of outside of our age range, but you get to, like, the Full House type ones and Malcolm in the Middle ones, and even though I didn't watch it, uh, Modern Family. Um, and then it kind of just went to a straight-up show for the last few episodes, which which was good. But I, I kind of like the, the weird format of it. Um, I had some conversations with some people about Elizabeth Olsen and uh, – you know, very charming on the show where she was not a lot of personality in the the Marvel movies. Uh, I think she really got to shine here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on a lot of what you said. I'm going to disagree with you on one point. I did not like the first three episodes in retrospect. I thought uh, that they could have cut that all down into one single. They should have ran all three of them the first night and they should have cut them down to about 15, 20 minutes each as opposed to having them each. As a full half hour or pushing a full half hour show. Funny you say that because I, I heard they were supposed to release the first three all at once, but there were some changes. They didn't have the finale done and they had to kind of spread things out a little longer. Oh, did you look at that? Did some research. It's a decent reason. Um, as far as the score goes, I'm pretty much in line with you. Somewhere between a three and a half and a, I would say either, either a, maybe a flaccid, flaccid three and three quarters. Uh, it it was good. I thought the finale was the finale was a little bit of a letdown. I you could see the show kind of get more more and more creative as it went through the middle of the season. Um, I thought that the Monica Rambeau shit was a little bit like you kind of built her up to the beginning third of the show, maybe more like the middle third of the show that she was going to be a main character. She was really going to matter. And at the end, I mean, she is basically Captain Marvel more or less in terms of powers. And then she gets the message from one of the scrolls, and or we probably should have said spoiler alert on this. Well, yeah, bad hosting. Um, she gets the message from one of the scrolls to go up into outer space, and I would assume meet Nick Fury. Yeah, I, I would think. I would think that the the way this the MCU is going to go, there's going to be a lot more stuff in space, just based on some of the movies that are coming up. Um, yeah. So one thing I did want to point out more more behind the scenes stuff. Apparently, in the finale, originally there was supposed to be a big chase scene type thing with with uh, Rambo and the kids against uh, the bunny that was going to transform into it like a demon. Um, but they could not get the stuff done with special effects and stuff with COVID and all that stuff. But they couldn't have two computer programmers sitting next to each other. Well, they would have to. Sh- I mean, I guess they had to, have to shoot. I don't know how it went, but 
it was another one of those things where they rushed to get it out, which I wish they would have taken a little more time. Same thing with like the last dance where they kind of were still doing the end stuff while the, the series was going. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my main uh, criticism was the, the fight in the fight between, are we going with Agnes or Agatha? I gotta go. It was Agatha all along. You gotta go with Agatha. It was Agatha all along. All right. So the fight that they have, like floating above the city, a half mile, uh, was a little tchotchke for me. I wasn't really into that whole deal. Um, so that would sort of push me down, push the score down a little bit. It was a little lame for the finale. I did think the shit between the two visions talking was interesting. The ship of Theseus uh, <laughs> metaphor that they used was actually pretty. I fucking mean, love the ship of Theseus. For a fucking show that's about two witches fighting each other and a make-believe spaceman who has a stone in his head, I mean, I mean it kind of makes you think to a certain degree. Uh, I thought it was good overall. All right, um, so so question for you. Do you think the show is any worse if there's no big battle? Because I think it's just, oh, it's Marvel. There has to be some big good versus evil thing at the end. I don't think it added much to it. I don't think it added anything. Because there was no question that, like, there's no, it's like, oh, Agatha's going to win, and then, like, so. So do you think, uh, let me ask you this, do you think Agatha, so she's basically an, an invalid, more or less, living in this town now, right? Now yes. that the, the dome has come off, or the hex has come off, right? Yes. So do you think that, whether it's in the next, so we got a Spider-Man movie coming out later this year. We have uh, Doctor Strange and a movie called The Multiverse of Madness coming out at some point. We've got uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and we've got um, the Asgardians of the Galaxy, which is going to be like Thor hooked up with the Guardians at some point. Those are the next movies that I know of, at least, in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Plus, we got uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier starting tomorrow night. Yep. And then we've got a Loki show in June. So... Let me ask you this. Do you think that at some point we are going back to Westview and uh, Miss Scarlet Witch is going to tap Agatha back to get some advice about how to use her powers a little more effectively? So so from what I I've, I've understand is this is kind of a prequel to the, the Doctor Strange movie, that a lot of stuff here is what sets that into to motion. Um, so I, don't, I feel like it's 50-50 uh, if Agatha's in it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, doing some research, it seems like she's pretty prominent in the, the, like, uh, backstory of Scarlet Witch. Um, so I would think she shows up again. Um, again, I don't know if it's in the next movie or two, but I would think maybe at some point. Yeah, no, I hope so, is what I'm saying. I hope so. I thought she was a good character when she was in character, out of character. I thought, I thought she added a lot to the show. So that was, that was pretty solid. Um, so overall we're going with... Somewhere between three and a half and four for our overall score. Um, yeah, I just wish there was more impact, I guess, on the, the bigger picture, which maybe there will be that we'll find out. But I think that I kind of was waiting for a big reveal, um, and it didn't really happen, I don't let think. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the fact that this was a week-to-week show as opposed to a, like a Netflix dump where there's just ten episodes out there or eight episodes out there that you can watch all at once, do you think that that hurts this kind of show from the perspective of – uh, it gives you five days, seven days in between every episode to come up with fan theories and to see shit on Twitter and to hear all your buddies who actually read the graphic novels sort of fucking put their stupid twist on everything. Where it seems very they personal. They wanted to be. You, you remember? So, so they bring in the fucking Quicksilver from from the new X Men movies, right? In so that's this. that's also one of my complaints. If that's not a real thing, that's annoying. That if it's just that's like, just a, oh, it's a wink nod thing. Like, no, let's break this shit apart. Let's make it weird. Right. So I have a buddy who is a is a podcast host, and they they talk about this kind of stuff. They spent forty minutes talking about how this broke a hole in the multiverse and how this was going to be all the X Men walking into the MCU. And it was just – they call him Fiatro instead of Pietro because it's fake. <laughs> and then he was just like the husband guy. Like His name was Ralph Boner. <laughs> I heard that was a Growing Pains uh, nod there. Maybe. I, you know, I, I'm really weak in terms of my uh, recollection on a lot of the 90s – in the 80s and 90s TV shows. So I, I, I get a faint ignorance on a lot of okay. this stuff. Spent too much time I, playing was that, was that Leo DiCaprio's character, Boner, or am I imagining that? I don't – again, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I didn't watch Growing Pains. It was before my time. Um, so 
let's talk really quickly about Falcon and Winter Soldier. You gonna watch? Of course, it's a it's okay. a Marvel show. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch everything Marvel puts out until like they'd have to pretty much give me like six consecutive things that are just garbage, and I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I'm done. So, all right, a couple of suggestions to make for you. Then, have you watched the the Marvel Legends miniseries that they have on on Disney Plus? I have not. Okay, so do it. It's it's gonna take you. A half hour. There's four episodes on there in in advance of Falcon and Winter Soldier. They've got one on Falcon, one on Winter Soldier, one on uh, Zemo, and one on Sharon Carter. Who's going to be in the show too? Roll Tide. Is um, that the is that the the mother or the daughter? The daughter. It's the niece. So okay, it was her niece. Aunt, okay. The the uh, the cap went so, to live with in the fifties. Okay. So was uh, it Peggy? Who was the I don't, I don't remember the the first Sharon, captain. Sharon, yeah, it was Peggy was the old one. Okay. And Sharon is her niece who's uh, the relatively attractive, not relatively, extremely attractive one who works, uh, you know, in that sort of, uh, I almost said shield. And Cap went back for which one? He went back for Peggy. Okay. Don't try to mix me up here my first night. Home. No, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, the, the what was the Captain America? It was like the third or fourth in the MCU. It's a while. Yeah. Um, so watch those. They're little seven-minute, eight-minute uh, mini mini shows almost that just basically take you through like eight minutes of Falcon highlights, but they kind of like tell you his story. Uh, and then there's like five minutes on, um, on Zemo, who was the bad guy in Civil War, if you remember. And then there's like four or five minutes on Sharon Carter. But the one on Winter Soldier is fucking awesome. It's really, really good. And I just think that they did this with Wanda and with Vision before that show as well. And it's a nice little sort of like primer to like catch you up, bring you back up to speed on what you need to know about these characters going into the show that they have. So uh, it's on uh, Disney Plus, you said? Yeah, it's called Marvel Legends. I suggested it to my brother last night. I haven't heard any feedback from him yet, but I think it's pretty pretty solid. Where uh, where is he in the the uh, MCU? I feel like he's just seen a few here and there, right? Oh my my uh, extremely intelligent brother. Yes, he is um, about as casual of a fan as you could get. I would say he he and his his son Brady. I think Brady's favorite movie for about two and a half years was Thor Ragnarok. It's fantastic. And I think they were watching it like three times a week. Um, I'm pretty sure Matt just watched Captain America Winter Soldier like last week or the oh, week before. Great, great movie. It's, probably, it's easily top five. I couldn't yep. do, you know, the top five off the top of my head and give it, do it justice. But I would. I know that Winter Soldier would be in there. Would you be interested to know the first time I saw Captain America Winter Soldier? Yes, I would. I was shitting my brains out and vomiting everywhere on a cruise ship, and they quarantined me in my room for 48 hours because they thought I had norovirus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? Yes. Do not eat snails on the beach in St. Martin. Was it escargot, or just it you just picked up a snail was. and you ate with it? No, I, it was escargot. Okay. And let me tell you that the little shitty restaurant – Dutch restaurant called like Du Presidente's. It didn't have air conditioning or a working refrigerator. It's probably not the first place you want to try escargot in life. St. Martin's a good time. Yeah, we didn't leave the beach. Okay. Except to go to Du Presidente's or whatever the fuck um, it was actually called. My buddy went to med school out there, so we visited once and uh, we tried to go to a brothel. Oh. We did not make it. Uh, I'm sure it. you want to be admitting to these things on recording. Oh, we didn't go. I mean, we just tried. Um, and then I blacked out one night. Um, so I was drinking whiskey, well, seven and sevens at a casino for like three hours at the table. And I guess we went to this bar. It was like called, it was something close to ESPN. It was off quite a little bit that it wasn't called that. Um, so didn't recall this at all. So we went back another night and then they, like the people there were like, Oh, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, I don't know who you are. And I was so confused because oh. I did not have any recollection of ever being there. So that was what fun. A horrible feeling. It, blacking out sucks. It's not fun. Yeah, no, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, to, back to the the MCU shows for a second. The one show. Uh, did you watch Daredevil on uh, on Netflix? No, okay, I didn't. So I never even all, saw the movie either. So, well, the show is nothing like the 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 movie. Do you know what the movie? Do you know what it's about? It's he's blind. I know that. 
He's a blind superhero. Is he a lawyer, or am I imagining that? True story. It's like a catchphrase. I don't know what that means. It's, a, it's an old Mike like and the Mad Dog reference. Okay. Um, Daredevil's great. It's super dark. The action's really good. Um, the main character, the actor who plays the main character, probably shouldn't have won an award. Should have won an award for how good he was on the Netflix series. Um, but then they did a, a spinoff into they had a Jessica Jones show, an Iron Fist show, a Luke Cage show. But the real important one that you need to find and watch is called Punisher, which was fucking the most violent thing I have ever seen on TV. It's just nonstop bullets ripping through blood. And it's all this stuff's all in the MCU technically because they talk about like it's set post Avengers one. Isn't that that dude who was on walking dead? I forget the the actor's name for in Punisher. It's John, it's John Bernthal. Yep. I think he did some stuff with WWE at some point, didn't he? I feel like he, isn't he in, isn't he in the MCU movies? No, there's a guy who looks exactly like him who was the the Hydra guy. Oh, uh, okay. Bit different. Yeah. Uh, I know who you're talking about, though. He was in um, uh, Baby Driver, which I love. Love Baby Driver. Anyways, so. <laughs> Can't talk spacey on here. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, really, really solid show overall. But these shows are technically in the MCU because they, they're, they're set in Manhattan for the most part. And Hell's Kitchen area. They talk about, like, Stark Tower. They mentioned the, quote, incident from Avengers 1. So there's all kinds of shit that's, that's relevant to the show. I, I think it's great. So we, um... That's the double tournament, as you guys know. Just oh, no. Know. <laughs> Boys. Can you believe it? <laughs> Gotti, welcome to the show. You gotta turn down that background noise. Come on, we're doing a podcast here. Oh, my bad. My bad. It's a rookie move. Rookie move. It's only very week two. Very professional operation you're dealing with here. Um, Mr. Wolf, Mr. Wolf, how are we doing tonight? Chat me up, boys. It's great to be back. Wasn't sure if I was gonna do a run in tonight. Little little uh, communication from uh, Fridge today on the. Uh, on the Instagram DMs. I didn't hear from Chin. I wasn't sure if I was going to have the privilege. But I like how Chin works. He, he kind of just hits you up around 10. And then uh, just said, can you, can you make it happen? And wow, I guess I'll know going forward. It's the Booker Man. The Booker Man rang your bell. I did I did ask Fridge if he was going to reach out. I would have reached out. It's, as long as one of us does. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a, right, now I know. Now I know. So oh, we, we, we value your time, Mr. Wolf. We want to use it to, to uh, just sort of rack your brain a little bit about a couple things. Now, have you ever heard of this movie Daredevil? <laughs> True story, boys. True story. All right. See, he uh, gets the reference. I didn't get it. He got the reference. Mr. Wolf, you are our NCAA basketball analyst that we bring on here. Um, also want to have a couple of wrestling questions for you at the end, but I want to start with – your analysis of how the Huskies performed in the Big East tournament. Um, you know, first off, let me apologize to anybody that tuned in last week when I said that the Creighton-UConn game would be the de facto title game. Caught a little heat from um, one of the local brothers. Mike uh, Sweetney? <laughs> no, I caught a little heat from Gutty Jimbo, who uh, caught the, the pod last week. Yeah, it wasn't my best uh, prediction in the world, as Georgetown absolutely uh, laid the hammer, as if Mike Sweetney was on the team, uh, on Creighton after uh, UConn just kind of spit the bit, if you will, on Friday night at the Garden. That's Uh, well said. That's well said. Uh, Let me me drive home the point here. Would you say that UConn's effort level on uh, Friday night last week was the equivalent of a popcorn fart? You know, I won't, I won't, you know, equate it to a popcorn fart, if you will. Um, the effort was there, I thought, in, in spurts. Um, they played played decent defense, but I mean, uh, when you're all American, you know, kind of. What did he go? What did he go for? Like four fifteen, whatever he was from the field, fourteen points. Kind of, kind of loose with the ball a little bit. You say turnover pro, turnover pro, yeah, terrible turn- job with the ball. Prone. You know they just couldn't really hit the 
hit a shot when it mattered. Um, and totally, you know, let's let's fast forward a year. That game is played in front of a packed house. There you garden. go. Yeah, with, that, that, let's say that, that, at a minimum, minimum sixty to sixty-five percent Huskies fans. Oh uh, no, they're blowing them off the floor. You, you could well said, Fridge. If that's a packed garden house, uh, all Husky fans. God knows nobody's coming, uh, making the trip from uh, the middle of Omaha, Kansas, to the Garden. It's going to be all Husky fans. Going to be extra rowdy. Going to little little pregame color at Stout. Not sure if your boy familiar with Stout. Um, shout out to Stout, one of the one of the just legendary Garden pregame bars. We, we, there's a, the we should American push bars. for them to sponsor this podcast, at least with the amount of references in the group we chat. We might need to. I know. I know. Uh, Brother Brian uh, is uh, is very familiar, as well as uh, uh, brother uh, brother Jeff, who uh, is a good brother as well. Uh, all, all Stout friends, uh, in addition to. Uh, and it, oh, brother Matt! Did they say brother Brian? I'm mixing up you and your. That's uh, right. That's right. I try to keep it. I try to keep the working name on here as opposed to the shoot name. But we were there uh, just about a year ago, uh, a little bit over that for that Knicks Pels game. Yes, that Knicks Pels game. <laughs> that Terry Pels game. I don't. Did Zion suit up for that game? No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of efforts made to get to that we're, game. We're a little all over the place, but chat me up on the, the ticket prices for that game. That they weren't good. I know they weren't good. <laughs> Took a, took, a, took a bath on that one. I mean, the, the Knicks games are, you know, despite even if they're not good, the tickets will still fleece you quite a bit. It's a good yeah. market. All right. Let, let's, let's, uh, let's, Chin was talking earlier that he filled out his bracket. Um, you only got a couple of minutes left for you before we got to get to our uh, 1030 spot with uh, Eddie Scazzeri doing might. Sports Flash. Quick, um, uh, quick interjection, if you, if you don't mind. Well, uh, Fair or foul, my uh, bracket name. I went with Sex, Drugs, and Carlton Cole. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Fair. Very fair. fair. Yeah, that's Very good. Fair. So Chin, right. wants to, Chin wants to know how far you took the Huskies, and I'll let Chin take the uh, the, the inquiry line away. From, keep it, take it away there, Chinny. Yeah, so uh, we got brackets in. So, so here's my approach, right? So we got a lot of UConn alum in this uh, pool I, I run here. So my feeling is I'm going to put them, win a few games, and I'm going to put money on them to win it all. Uh, and I would win like $900 should they win the, the title. And uh, I think I have them to the Elite Eight, if I recall, in mind. In the bracket. So you're going with the Elite Eight in the bracket – and then a little side action with the bookie, if I got that yeah, right. Yeah, I got like 30 to 1 or so, I think, around there. I, I really like that strategy. The one thing you get burned with being a UConn fan in, in Connecticut is uh, you're not going to be the only shooter that, right. that hasn't gone far. So you don't get rewarded at, um, if, you, if you happen to migrate to another state and you're the only UConn fan around. Um Quick little anecdote, big big Husky fan friend of mine moved to Rochester a few years ago, and, and for that 2014 turning run, he's the only guy to pick UConn in his bracket. He cleans up, you know, away we go. But if he had done that same move living in uh, Connecticut, you're not going to make out the, the same way because you'd be one of about, you know, 20, 30 people in your, your bracket pool that's going to pick the Husky. I would guess between 5 and 10 in this one will put UConn in the champ, maybe not winning, but at least in the final four. I, I would agree with that, Chen. Quick little uh, question on my end, if you don't mind me stepping in. What what is the juice level for this NCAA tourney? No office, you know, atmosphere this year with COVID. Obviously, Did not no water cooler talk because obviously there's there's no water cooler. Everybody's working from home. I feel like you know the regular season of college basketball, even with the Huskies back in action. It's a bit of a bear. Uh, the basketball is pretty horrid at times. Um, chat me up on your juice level. Um, is it high because we didn't have a tourney last year? Or, you know, just lack of, I don't know, just the world being turned upside down. Is it just uh, not the same juice levels as we normally would have? Gutty, my juice through the roof. I'm taking tomorrow off. I've never taken a day off for the tournament before. Uh uh, I'm going to my one of my college buddies. I'm stopping at Jay Timothy's, picking up a bucket of wing, dirt wings, uh, some treehouse beers, and going hard. 
for several hours. Wow. We'll see if I stay the night or come back, but I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm doing it up. That's brave. Yeah, no, I'm the I'm the polar oh, opposite, Mr. That. Wolf. Okay, I'm the polar opposite. I'm down on the tournament this year. I'm uh, I'm I didn't even fill out a bracket to be honest with you. Maybe I'll do some jerk off. Fucking do morning. it. I feel uh, like it's, yeah, there's a lot of lot of people in your boat. Um, I'm probably a little bit more towards chin only because I got the UConn involvement this year. But if UConn's not involved, I would probably be with you, Fridge, on the uh, the juice level. Think about sense. think about what goes on. Say, obviously, we're we should be favored in the first round. Obviously, a challenge in the second. We get out of this weekend or whatever Monday or whatever, dude. Going into next weekend, fucking, we're just oh, we're yeah. just like going. Everything is great, man. We're just like going hard at that point, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, I. If- for lack of a better uh, term or phrase, away we go if we get out of this uh, this first little weekend here. All right, um, Mr. Wolf, question for you. Don't know if you've heard, but WWE Network undergoing some changes in the coming days. Uh-oh. Uh, moving oh, no. over to the Peacock app. Um, now, uh, two two part question. Go ahead. Part one. Part one. How is this going to affect your nightly viewing of the Canadian Stampede pay per view? Uh, and, and step two, question two, if yeah. Canadian Stampede does not get migrated over to the Peacock Network, what are you going to watch while you're trying to get your sleepies? Oh, first, first of all, <laughs> question, um, Canadian Stampede 1997 in your house, by far, I'd say, is my favorite all-time pay-per-view, just incredible, incredible, uh, crowd energy and atmosphere. Uh, I believe it was only a four-match card, but it, uh, God, every match hit. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, you know what? This Peacock thing. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, it got a little colorful. I don't, I don't text much in the group chat anymore. But for whatever reason, I was a little feisty. Got me going in regards to the WWE Network going over the Peacock app. I believe it was uh, Tate Machines on Twitter who who had a good tweet about. Just the lack of um, content that's going to be available to uh, till August, and for somebody like me who's not in it in the day to day realm, like it, maybe you two are, I live and die by those old pay per views. I'm, I'm <clears> first, <throat> brothers. When was WWE's first year on the network? Was it thirteen or fourteen? I think it was thirteen. Okay, Fuck, that's so long ago. Jesus, ninety five percent of the the nights that the network's been in existence, I go to bed with uh, a classic pay-per-view or a classic Raw or Nitro. Um, just a- anything I get my hands on. Um, you know, NWA, Mid-South. I- I- I'm going to bed. I'm watching new material, you know, every night. Classic. It's all classic material, though. I love that. So you you, you take that away from me for a few months. And, uh, Let me, me tell off. you something. Let me tell you something. You want, you want, this is supposed to be like the best summer ever, right? Like we're all going to get the jab. Things are going to open up. We're not going to be wearing diapers on our faces anymore soon, right? Well, have I got a nice piece of business for you, Mr. Wolf? I just clicked through the Peacock app, and I am looking at old pay-per-views galore. Whoa. It looks like Mr. Tape Machines was a little too negative. Oh, okay, okay. He got a little out over his skis in terms of the negativity, and I think that you're going to be happy with what you find. I'll tell you what. Has already migrated over. (laughs) It's a good thing I'm sitting down, if you know what I mean. You just got me a little excited. Um, <laughs> you, give that, you, you give that news three thumbs up? Get the juice levels up like an old, like an old uh, WWE pay-per-view. That was what I, that was my main concern of mine, uh, to be I mean, frank. the service is, what, 250 a month with the new rate? Yeah, I mean, it's... Is that a shoot? It's two fifty with the with the with the new Peacock. Is that, is that it's for the first few months, not permanently, but yeah. Oh, okay. Can't beat that because we're going ninety nine nine ninety nine to two whatever. Yeah, I think they were like you can get four months essentially for the price of one, and then I guess you'll probably pay. There's like a I think it's a four ninety nine with ads, and then nine ninety nine without. Um, Got it. But I don't know how intrusive the ads are. I haven't used the, the service. All right. Well, you know it's 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 gonna all gonna be a process. I think we get what old episodes of The Office as well. Uh, maybe some. Yeah, there's a lot on here. Um, this is my, really my first time the clicking Bravo around. Bravo show just caught a new episode of the uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey with the shooter. Oh, that was good. 
Let's that was watch a good one this week. Yeah, they were fired up. I browsed a little. I believe we got a little of those uh, the Bravo shows. That's good. You can just maybe maybe knowing the Bravos around there, you can justify the full freight nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> no ads, brother. <laughs> For a shoot, I actually was uh, was putting that over earlier. The Peacock. <laughs> I was telling the shooter that we are gonna uh, be getting that shortly once the WWE Network. I believe it's eight, early April. We're uh, totally kicked off. Yeah, yeah. That that'll be a, a, a fixture. Uh, as soon as we can get it. Uh, All right, man. April, um, me and Chin are going to do a little preview of the pay-per-view that's this weekend. I'm sure that you have about 0. <laughs> 0.0 interest in that, right? No, I, I got nothing else to do. If you don't mind, I don't. I'll probably I'll take a back seat. Maybe chime in if I uh, if I if you don't mind. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll why don't you Why don't you wait for a hot tag here? Uh, I'll let. I feel this is like when we used to ask Jeff if he knew anyone in the Royal Rumble poster. Yeah, if you want to do like a little uh, Charles Barkley game where they where the crew ask him <laughs> runs down some names on uh, different rosters and ask them <laughs> to to identify what team they play for. If you need me for any of that kind of uh, content, I'll be available. Gunny, how about five minutes on Reginald right now? Oh no 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 no! We don't need that. Uh, we can keep this thing on the rails here, so I can go to bed at a decent hour. Um, all right, we've got a five match card coming up this Sunday for WWE Fastlane. Uh, first, Chin, why don't you take me through the Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton <laughs> intergender match? <laughs> all right, so several months back, uh, there was a uh, Orton Fiend match. Uh, Orton burned the Fiend to death. <laughs> Since then, uh, Alexa Bliss, who seems to be in the Harley Quinn type role here, uh, has been kind of the proxy, uh, standing in for the Fiend, doing some magic and uh, voodoo. Um, she is 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 thrown a fireball at Randall. Uh, she has made him uh, vomit up a, a black substance. Uh, essentially, just haunted him for the past several months. Uh, so we're now at the point where they're having some sort of face-off match. I don't know what's going to happen. I assume it's some sort of cinematic thing. Um, if it's a straight-up match, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable. Um, so I, I think we get a lot of magic, and I think we get The Fiend back uh, this week. Oh, that sounds fucking terrible. All right, next up, uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with Reginald versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. What is going on there? As the host, Sasha why don't you Bianca give a, a quick 411 on Reginald for uh, Gutty? Yeah, why don't you take us through Reginald? Oh, I am or you are? No, you can do it. <clears throat> All right. Reginald. You actually watched the show. I Reginald know. introduced several months back as a sommelier for Carmella. So he'll come out and suggest wines and kind of interfere on her behalf. Uh, the last month or two, uh, he has been infatuated with Sasha Banks. Um, so he would get involved in her matches, but usually cost her the matches. And Sasha not really feeling that. Uh, slapped him uh, a couple weeks ago. And since then, he has been... Uh, alongside Nia Jax. Uh, Shayna Baszler, not really a fan of this. Uh, Nia took him shopping for clothes. Uh, Nia seems to have a thing for uh, little Reggie, carries him around, uh, gives him compliments, and uh, and he can do, he's a lot of athletic ability uh, for Reginald. Yeah. He's definitely an athlete. He can move around the ring. Um, so this is te- going to be teasing towards the Sasha Banks versus Bianca. WrestleMania title match, correct? Yes. Is there any chance of that match getting into some sort of, like, expanding to add more people? That seems like a real gimmicky thing they do every WrestleMania. you got a two-way, and then you add another person to it. Is that... No, I I think it's pretty much a singles from here. Um, On the Raw side, maybe we see that, but I think this is pretty much just a straight-up thing of just two, two, you know... Two, two female superstars who Sasha's been at the top of her game for a while on The Mandalorian. Um, Bianca, athleticism uh, quite a bit. I think they're maybe not the best cast in face roles. I think both of them are, are much better heels. Uh, but I think it should be a good match. I think they're both good workers. But we're not okay. there yet. But Okay. Um, next, let's go through, take us through Big E versus Apollo Crews for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Um, now, I know that I, it seems like they've done a little bit of a character turn for Mr. Cruz. He's become more... T'Challa? T'Challa King T'Challa, I was going to say. He's going to a little bit um, 
nationalistic. I don't know what's really going on there. What you, what's the four one one? So here we had a, a few. They were both baby faces a, a little while back. Um, had a few matches. Biggie would get the best of him. Um, it kind of came to a head. Uh, they had a match where uh, pretty much after it, uh, Apollo snapped, uh, assaulted Biggie with the stairs. Had a big spot there where he kind of, you know, for a work, uh, dumped the, the stairs on on his laid out body on the outside. They stretchered Biggie, all, all that stuff. Um, Apollo kind of going through a character uh, redevelopment, uh, so kind of tapping into his Nigerian roots. Uh, uh, an accent has come out. Um, he has some uh, backup there uh, with it's some. Like, it's like the Scarlet Witch from WandaVision, how her accent comes in and out. <laughs> Uh, so he has some backup there, uh, and he uh, he comes to the ring with a spear now. Uh, that was kind of uh, brought up with his, um, I believe it was his father, uh, who brought up a thing about kind of facing the steel. Uh, reminded me a bit about Game of Thrones with Jon Snow and uh, Ned Stark with kind of passing the sentence and bringing down the sword uh, a little bit there. So Apollo's the heel. Okay, so Paul is the heel, Biggie's the baby face. You think Biggie's going to retain? You think everybody's retaining here, right? The the tag the tag champs retain, Biggie retains. Uh, yes. No point to take that belt off, Biggie, bro. You're definitely going to get a ladder match. I only the only thing the only thing I would think if they do take it off Biggie is just to set up another rematch at Mania and just have a big thing where Biggie wins it. Um, Alright. I this I think that feud could extend to Mania. It's, it's been a pretty big one on SmackDown. Okay. All right. Next up, we got Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Uh, Drew McIntyre randomly put into the main event of WrestleMania against Bobby Lashley this week without without much fanfare. They just kind of dumped it on you right at the top of the show. Yeah, they just put a graphic um, up. <laughs> but, but it seems like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus have been really beating the fucking shit out of each other for the last few weeks, huh? Yeah, they've had some good matches. Uh, Lashley and Sheamus, I thought, had a good match this week, and just another very physical match uh, between those guys. Um, So, again, there's nothing really at stake here. Um, Drew has won two of the two matches going into Mania in the main event challenge. I I would expect him to win. I mean, I guess if you wanted to look at a match where there could be a third party entered into it, it could be this one. Um, if Sheamus did get the win here, you could be looking at a triple threat. I don't think that would be good, but I, I think it's in play. Okay. Um, and last, but clearly not, we've got Roman Reigns. This is, it's Paul Heyman against Daniel Bryan in a singles match for the University, Universal Championship. Uh, with a little step here, we're going to have a special guest enforcer, and it's either going to be Edge or Jey Uso, huh? Yes, so that's uh, tomorrow night's match is uh, Uso and Edge. The winner will be this special uh, enforcer. Uh, I would expect that to be Edge just to kind of, since he's facing uh, Roman at Mania. I still think um, Roman wins here. Um, I, I think that what we do get is some sort of questionable thing that happens. I think Edge may be inadvertently causing something where Brian loses. I think we get an Edge... Brian match down the road. So I think there's something here that happens to set that up. Uh, but I think, uh, I, I can't see a scenario where Roman's not going to mania as the champion. Okay. All right. So, so we got a little five match card. We don't really see a lot of pivot points for storylines or anything here. No major swerves happening. You don't think I'm just kind of riding this one out all the way to, uh, to WrestleMania. Yeah. I think we maybe get another, maybe a tag match on here, maybe a, a, a mid card, uh, or a, a women's title match, maybe on the Raw side. Uh, but yeah, the card looking at this is not great. Uh, Roman Bryan could be really good, um, just because those guys work well together. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's not the most exciting card in the world. This is uh, the fucking polar opposite of Gutty's uh, Canadian Stampede, for sure. Is Gutty still with us? <laughs> you know, brother, I'm still with you. Um, just based off that card. Yeah, Fridge. Yeah, that's uh, that's no Canadian stampede, brother. No, not by a long shot. And it's definitely not fucking um, – it's not the kind of thing that's going to put any eyeballs on, on the Peacock app or anything like that. Either, no, just from no. a business standpoint. You're not going to be clamoring to, to get your Peacock <laughs> – your pe- excuse me, brother, a little, little <laughs> colorful. <laughs> 
I don't know. Is, it, is that a curse word? You, no, we work, we work, we work blue here. Chinmark yeah, you can say whatever you want. Explicit. Beat that peacock, brother. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Now that that card is a uh, part of the reason why I've kind of drifted further and further from the product as the years have gone on. But um, you know, there, there's always there's always something that I feel like they can do to draw in the casual like me. But uh, that card, brother, that's not going to do it. Gutty, I think we need we need to focus you on the NXT. It's uh, it always delivers the takeover shows. Uh, the week to week is a pretty good product. Uh, Fridge, big is fan. That, a lot of these guys the, on is there. That the, is that the best product going? Do you you prefer that to AEW? So the takeovers, I think the takeovers are the best thing in wrestling. Um, okay. Week to week, their shows are okay. I think AEW does usually have a slightly better show. Raw is terrible, pretty much always. SmackDown's, I think, is actually a really good show. Um, yeah, week to week, I think it can vary, but I think for your best money, yeah. TakeOver is where you want to be. Is Bruce, now chat me up, is Bruce still writing uh, Raw, or what, what is his deal? He's written both, right? Uh, I know he's, he's doing both. something. I don't know what, what he's doing. I'm pretty sure he... I th- oh, I should I just miss the end of this game? A- Appalachian State just missed a shot to win it, I think. Yeah, they uh, they had a crazy comeback. We're up six after being down by, I think, it was close to 20 points in the first half. Took a six-point lead and just gagged it away down the stretch there as a three-point favorite. That's an outright cover. That's an out, That's a win and a cover for uh, North Norfolk State. For Can two. you believe it? <laughs> um, All right, to, so – Quick, quick little question for me. I might as well while 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 you have me. Uh, did we did we do anything on Bischoff being in? in I was going to bring that up. I, that was That's, that was on my list. Great mind. Great mind. So this is this. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Cutty, but we've kind of flipped the roles this week. So Fr- your boy Fridgey's playing cult, playing host, and Pete's bringing the bringing the funny this week. I did have a final segment planned out, uh, and I guess we could move right into it. I was going to call it parting shots. Uh, and it was nope. gonna be... I, I didn't get a shot sheet of, of the show beforehand. My bad, brother. That's all right. We, we, we've been rewriting the show right up until the bell. Um, <laughs> so basically, this is like a nitro from 1999. That's 100% correct. Yes. Uh, so but the, it's, it's your parting shot is your one take or your one point or your one recommendation that you want to get out with. Okay. Uh, so, so it sounds like you both want to offer a couple of words about uh, Mr. Bischoff. So, uh, you know, Cuddy is the guest. I'll give you the floor. No, you know, he, he's definitely deserving. That doesn't mean you're always going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame because it's just a matter of uh, w- whatever Vince feels at that given time. But it's just a little funny to me how I believe he was let go. Was it last year, a year and a half ago, Chin? And then just sometime in 2020, timing, I don't know. You get canned, and then a year later, you're going into the Hall of Fame. Um, but, you know. Um, and he's been actively appearing on AEW, right, Pete? Yeah, he's, he's shown up. So what they do a lot on the show is they have these uh, press conferencings, and they'll have random, you know, whether they're, um, you know, just characters or, you know, actual journalists on there. So And he's showed up pretty much on every one. He was on, like, two weeks ago on AEW. Okay. Wow! All right, didn't, didn't know that. Makes it even a little bit more bizarre that they would uh, uh, decide to maybe do that with somebody. Any anytime you show up on the competition's uh, TV, I feel like Vince would take that as a little bit of a slight. Maybe not be in a hurry to induct you into his Hall of Fame, but uh, well, what do you know? Easy E uh, kind of went against everything I would have thought, but uh, definitely deserving. Um, what's your, what's your Eric Bischoff moment that you remember the most? Cause I've got mine and it's, but I, and, and I'll let you guys go first. Uh, uh if you one, remember one thing about Eric, one what is thing it? about Eric Bischoff would be, um, early into the outsiders run when he gets, uh, jackknife powerbombed through, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even know if it was, a, if it was a table, but it was off the little, uh, ramp they had set up. Yeah. WCW, whatever pay-per-view that was. Before the the Hogan heel turn, it was the, but it wasn't Bash at the Beach. It would have been the uh, the pay per view prior. Um, Probably Great American, maybe Great American. Yeah, I believe it would have been Great American Bash where he he gets the jackknife from Nash. Oh. That's the one moment that I, the first moment I should say, 
that um, sticks out to me. I don't know if you guys want to interject with your uh, Pete. What do you got? Uh, the one that jumps out is him on the motorcycle. Is that when he challenged oh Vince God. McMahon to a to a wrestling match? Yeah. It was literally what I was going to say. It's it's his douchey line. They lower him from the ceiling, and he looks at the camera and says, "It feels so good to be king." <laughs> yeah, that that's what comes to mind first great. for me. That was great. That's just the thing that sticks out about Eric to me. Um, the debut, what? the debut on WWE was also great, where he's kind of in yeah, backstage, you know, like Booker T, like shocked to see him there, and he hugs Vince. And you know what? WWE will never give him credit for this, but you got to think. A little bit of what Vince did with running the company and being the heel on screen character. I mean, a little of that had to have been Bischoff driven because Bischoff was the first on screen kind of running the, the show heel well before Vince was. So, um, a little credit there. I know. I think, I mean, Bischoff's really the only top. guy who beat Vince, like, for an extended yeah, period of time. Yeah, he, he, he did. Say what you will um, about how it ended. It, it kind of ended in, uh, in just as spectacular as it uh, as it started out for him. But uh, yeah, he, he did a lot of great things and a lot of things that are still uh, still in play today. So definitely sure. well deserved. Sure, um, Pete. You want to add anything? Any any other parting shots you want to? I'm trying to make this like a bad radio segment. You know what I mean? Like. Any, you want to chime in about uh, Brian Basketball there, Jim? About Bischoff, or uh, we talked about? I think we talked about Bryant last week, or I don't remember. We did. We did. <laughs> We're trying to. Tee, he was trying to tee you up there. Pete. Um, yeah. how about this? How about like I haven't, Gutty? I feel like you're probably most in tune with uh, the college basketball. Uh, give us three teams. Let's take UConn out of it because I think we'll all probably say they'll do all right. Well, all right. Uh, three teams that will far exceed. Uh, where they should be in this tournament. All right. Um, one, one team that comes to mind, I like Texas as a three seed uh, to go to the final four. So it's not a crazy pick, but you get you, you turn on ESPN, you get Dickie V, you're going to get all one seed. So, I mean, I'm going to give you the three seed there. Um, who else do I like as like a sneaky little under-the-radar team? Um you know, I like I like Winthrop over Nova. I, I'll give you the twelve over five. I don't have a bracket in front of me. Really put me on the spot here, Chin. Uh, <laughs> what about Maryland? <laughs> Maryland, Maryland. I got I got uh, I got a little money on UConn. I got Maryland. I can't can't pick Maryland. Can't no. at <laughs> them going down. I um, think. Look, if you know, if we lose to the two seed, if we lose the two seed. If we lose. First round, that's that's a, a fucking bummer, man. Yeah, you gotta win at least bummer. one, right? One thing about Maryland, they um, they have pretty good metrics, but they had thirteen losses. I know they played in the Big Ten, but my my goodness, they lost thirteen times this year. Um, so it, it it's a team that really mucks the game up. It's it's going to be an ugly game, low scoring game. Oh god, not another first to sixty five. <laughs> yeah, sixty five might be high. It's the first to sixty five for sure. It, it's going to be a gross game. Um, hopefully, you're able to you know get some uh, get some adult beverages in you. But yeah, and it's a seven p.m. tip too. I'm sorry about that, Fritz. It's really not That's great, right. buddy. Well, we already worked it out over here. We got the DVR set up already. Uh, we're going radio silent. Oh, um, oh! As of seven p.m., I'll be I'll be on radio silence to the outside world. Yeah, keep those group texts out of there. I got that thing on. Chin, come on! Everybody's got that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah my, it's on mute, you, but still, sometimes you gotta. You're curious. Uh, yeah, the phone will get locked away, and I'll just watch the game in peace, and then I'll react afterwards along with you fellas. Are you uh, uh are you a cable guy or are you are you uh cut the cord are you a streamer so i have xfinity which is comcast up here um we have one cable box in the house so that we have a working dvr Ah. uh, because the kids you know the kids got a lot of shows that they like you got to keep them taped you tape a movie here and there the the ones that aren't on disney or anything like that um so we have a cable subscription but we've got you know, the Disney Plus with the Hulu, with the Netflix, with the, the, you know, Peacock's free through it. HBO Max is free through the through the cable. So, oh, look at that. I don't know. It's like we only have one cable box. So it's only like 160 bucks or something like that. 
I don't have to have like 18 different bills because all the other bills just go onto the Xfinity bill. Gotcha. Okay, no, good to know. Chin, is it? Are you uh, a cable guy or you uh, you cut the cord? Uh, I have a uh, optimum. Uh, I have pretty much just the basic like bare bones thing, and then kind of all the streaming stuff on that. Um, mooching in HBO Max, mooching in Amazon Prime, yeah, my it, own, my own Netflix, my own network, yep. and kind of that. Yep. Thing. You know, I, I just can't. St- I I would cut the cord, but I can't stand the damn lag when you're trying to watch sports. I don't think there's no way to watch Knicks games without it, though, right? I can't. I don't think well, I get MSG they, without cable. I don't think any – and the same thing with the Yes Network. I don't think you can get Yes uh, maybe on FUBU. But, the, but like, it, yeah, it, if you're it, in network, you get screwed with all the NBA it, and the MLB true. shit, I mean, if which you're, is ridiculous. If you're, a twi- if you're a Twitter mark, mock, whatever the word you want to use, like I am, you're, you're scrolling through Twitter. you got the group text going. you got a group text for every every team. So you're getting the updates via text, via Twitter. And then you're 35 seconds behind because of the damn lag, because of the damn uh, delay on the stream. So it doesn't work for me. Would love to cut the cord eventually, but ha- haven't been able to do so. I get heated about it every year and there. Sports uh, is really the thing. I think that's that's a is. big uh, really? and it's sports and it's Bravo. No, it's not Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, brother, those Bravo shows couldn't be on more of a delay. I, I, I hope they get delayed and they cease to exist. But um, wow, what a take! Sorry, oh, that's, that's fiery right there. <laughs> all right, all right, fellas, I gotta piss like a resource over here. You think we can take this one home? Yeah, let's do it. Um, take us home, Jen. Take us home. So yeah, so we got a uh, tournament starts tomorrow. Fast lanes on Sunday. Uh, we got mania in a few weeks. Uh, hopefully, we can do some sort of Zoom or something for that, uh, like last year with the, the boneyard. Uh, uh, mania. Mania 2019, uh, you know, top hits and uh, misses from from the tailgate the whole day, the whole night. Oh, that would be a good idea. A little yeah. Mania recap. Yeah, we should Mania definitely recap. do that. Yeah, so we can do. Maybe we get get multiple special guests popping on. This would be like one. Of Pretty those much everyone will probably agree except Jeff. Deals where you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Yeah, no, you know, I would, I'd be into it. It would give it a little juice. All definitely, right. definitely, uh, definitely a trip down memory lane if we worked right. at it. We'll get to work on that one. All right, fellas. Uh, Wolf, Mr. Wolf, thanks for coming on board. We'll uh, catch up next week about the Huskies. And uh, Peter, uh, thanks for letting me run the ship this week. It was a good time. I enjoyed the uh, the change of pace here. Yeah, it was good. I hope I uh, carried uh, the fridge torch here in the uh, commentary spot. All right, brothers. Away we go. Off into the All right, sunset. brothers. Away Stay we go. Go Huskies. Let's fucking go.